to it. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where you can listen to all of our podcasts. And we guarantee you that your sex life will improve when you listen to Sex with Emily. That's just just how it happens, right, Menace? Yes, it will. I know. We love it. Sorry. I'm I'm using a different microphone today, so. Oh, you are? How's that going for you? A little weird, but I I can can handle it. You can hang with it. Um, Today's show, we have, if you're you're watching us, because as you know, you can watch our show, you can listen to our show, you can do lots of different things with our show. I have Carol Queen sitting here. And Carol Queen is a sexologist. She's a writer and a speaker. She's the staff sexologist at Good Vibrations, which is one of the most amazing stores that you've ever been to in San Francisco and Boston and now Oakland and Berkeley. And she is – she. I feel like you've been a mentor to me. And I – the first time Carol was on the show was probably about six years ago and I was nervous and still get a little nervous. She knows was everything about everything. Was that your kitchen everything. table? Yeah. I think it was your kitchen table. That was my kitchen table. Yeah. Yeah, so I now feel like I know you. I've heard so much about you. You have. All well, the she time. was on the show like, when we were time. live, right? Yeah, no, She's you talk amazing. about her all the time. On the I know. Show. I do talk about you. All Thank the time. you. So Emily. I'm just so always so honored when you make the time to be on the show. I'm so happy to be here. And it's also, to be honest, a little easier for me because. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's lots of questions that come in. We got emails. We got news. And she's got it. She knows a lot about a lot of things, probably about everything. So um, we're going to have fun today. And we're just going to be talking about I th- we're going to kind of narrow. We're going to talk a little bit about anal sex. But we've got a lot of letters from listeners, emails. We've got sex in the news. Menace and I are going to catch up here on our weekend. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Did you? No. Yes. I was at a Super Bowl party. I didn't actually watch it. Yeah. You're one of those people that just show up to the party and don't care. About I was actually on my laptop the whole time. Did you watch it? Yeah, of course I watched it. Of course you did. I uh, I really enjoyed the halftime show with Madonna. Did you think it was good? Uh, it was okay. The reason I really enjoyed it is because I, you probably didn't catch this, but um, MIA, oh, MIA flipped off the camera. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah. Did you hear about oh that? my god. No. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure Carol. the FCC is going to have a field oh, day with again. that. Why would again. she flip off the? Why would you, why do that? Because she's she. Uh, M, I don't know if you know anything about MIA, but. She really doesn't give an F about anything. Right, right, right. She's really. She's like, here's my one opportunity. And F she, yeah. you, America. Dumb. Uh, I don't know. But anything no, like that, that happens. She's, that she's, you know, out there and trying mm-hmm. to her message, but she's young and it's probably just a stupid thing. Yeah. To do. And what sucks is when stuff like that happens, like what should it happen with, you know, Janet, Janet Jackson, uh, for some reason with the FCC, radio just becomes the whipping boy. Like, uh. even though that happened on television. The regulations that come I down remember. after that is just so hardcore on onto radio. I know. Well, radio's tough. Yeah. When we used to be live on the radio. We did our masturbation show. We couldn't say mm. masturbation more than right? 15 times. Yeah. I mean, more than once every 15 minutes. So then we had to use all the euphemisms for masturbation, which is actually kind of fun. We're like, Fortunately, there are many of them. There are many. We're yeah. like, so when you were bopping your baloney, like, but yeah, mm. there are so many regulations. We're lucky we don't have that now. We can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah, masturbation, masturbation, <laughs> masturbation. Exactly. And it sucks is because I was the guy that was controlling all that stuff, and I had to hit the button to censor it, and right. she would lose her mind. I'm like, this is yeah. this is the time. I wasn't good at it. At all, uh, she'd be like, "What do you mean you can't say blowjob? I can't up. say." I and then I'll be like, it. "And then I would, I would hit the button." And she goes, "What? 
you can't say blowjob. She would say it again. I had to hit the button. It would. I <laughs> Those seriously, are good times, it, it took years off of my life. <laughs> well, uh, the, the thing is, though, I think it's good for people to remember out in listener land yes. that we mm. really do live in a country that tweaks out about these kinds of I things. Yes. And you have to you be... know, every once in a while, a little reminder. Right? Isn't it called like page eight or something like that in Europe what? where it's just a regular newspaper and then on the eighth page, page oh. there's this pornography or there's, you know... Naked ladies Naked and ladies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Probably. That doesn't surprise me. No, I, I, I think I think it true. is. No, no. We're just, you know... Well, over here, oh my we're just god! A, we're just a, a country of, of conflict. The, the Golden Gate Bridge would fall down, and uh, you know everything would crumble around us exactly. if there was a nude woman in the newspaper. I know exactly. <laughs> um, the thing I got to talk about real quickly, though, is that this is we're kicking off. Carol Queen is so great that you're here because you are kicking off our Valentine's Day two weeks, basically, or not even two weeks now. We've got like ten days, right? We're having a huge Valentine's Spread the Love contest. And to celebrate, we're giving away baskets of premium toys and products as grand prizes as well as smaller prizes. So you can get the most out of Valentine's Day and night. And um, there are two ways to enter. You can enter as many times if you as you wish. First, you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, Sex with Emily. And all you have to do, so simple, is retweet us or reshare our posts. And the more you do that, the more times you get entered to win and good vibrations is just i just got I, uh, an amazing box of of stuff from them to give away camilla knows how to do it camilla it's like these beautiful valentine's day baskets I and mean, we have my entire office is sex toys right now that we are giving away so all you got that's how you got you got to do to enter we just want you to retweet and reshare and do all that stuff and we'll pick a winner and that way, great toys. Yeah. no matter what your Valentine's Day looks like partner-wise, right. you can still have a lovely, sexy Valentine's exactly. Day. I think that's quite fabulous. We should talk about that, too, because it's true that Valentine's Day, so what if you don't have a partner? It doesn't mean, like, oh, we don't have anything to do. Like, it, love yourself. Have some fun. Love the one you're with, people. Love the one you're with. <laughs> you can get all the information at sexwithemily.com. Oh, it's at sexwithemily.com. Exactly. We have a banner up now that says Valentine's Day giveaway. What? Which would have been easier than me explaining it is what you're saying, Menace. No, you're just trying so to say it's, you know, it's all there. People might not have a pen on hand to get all the information. <laughs> they don't have a so. pen. How was your, um, how was your mom? mom? I need to know. It was cool. I, um, it, was, it was cool hanging out with my mom. Over the weekend, yeah. um, we went back to our our hometown in the Bay Area, which is Newark, California, and um, she went off and hung out with her friends. And I I, I drove around my town, and it was kind of depressing, yeah, because none of my none of my friends Live stayed there, there. right? Now, unlike like you say in Michigan, a lot of your friends stayed yeah. there and got married. Yeah, my friends just up and left. Oh, They're yeah. all over the country, and it, it was just. Okay, I, I drove around my neighborhood really quick. It's not that big, and nothing really after that. So luckily, I called some friends that were outside the area, and it's funny because I get to see how suburban life is right. when you do that, right? And what Boring. people do on a Saturday. It's terrible. And they all just hang out in the house and just drink and go crazy. They and, do. Oh yeah, they drink in their house. Like, oh. I thought like, they go to the malls and watch it was, movies. It was beautiful, like weather outside. Right. So everyone were just like out on the patio. Oh, so they were outside drinking. drinking. They weren't inside drinking. All the stuff. It's better if it's sunny. At least if you're going to be drinking all day and it's sunny, you should yeah. be outside. And this uh, this guy whose house we're at, he's a doctor. And uh, apparently I met this guy before and maybe when I was intoxicated right. because I have no idea who he was. Right? But Probably. he knew who I was and he's like, oh, man, come on, c- come out here. And we go out to his garage and he has like this souped up 
um, Porsche. It's like a $140,000 Porsche, uh-huh. right? This crazy fast. And he's like, here, man, you want to drive it? I'm like, nah, I'm cool. And he's like, come on, let's let's take a ride. And I'm like, uh, I didn't really want to. Next thing you know, we're like out on the street going like over 100 plus miles an hour. Okay. And I drive like a grandma. So I'm right. like crapping my pants the right. entire time. Like, why do guys do that? You're a dude. I don't know. I don't, I'm just not into that. You're not into the you fast know, do, speed Are you impressed by that? No, 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 no. Or do you no. know females that are impressed by Some guys that are driving be. 100 no, that, that, that scares that scares the crap yeah, out of me too. I was like, I, I thought I was gonna die. Yeah, I, I think some like it. people have a little fetish for speed. Actually, yeah, they there's do. there's yeah. like the the, sen- the the physical sensation for them is 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 exciting in a way that can merge into erotically exciting, which I guess is where the dates come from. Yeah, or or, or end up or something with fast cars as a chick magnet. Exactly, yeah. exactly. There are a lot of chicks. I'm just not. I'm not into the guy with the car or whatever. I've never been that kind of girl, but I could see that, that being like a total aphrodisiac for yeah. some woman, right? Not me. Not you, honey. I was totally flaccid during that whole car trip. <laughs> I'm so, yeah. I didn't li- like it. Was your mom with you there at the car no, trip? No, no, I don't no. get she it. You dumped off. her. She was seeing yeah. friends. Okay. So I was hanging out with some of my friends. And um, so over the, um, so that's what happened to me over the weekend. But can I go to something really quick? Yes. I, I heard you talking about before we started the show was the antique, um, antique uh, vibrator yes. thing. I actually, uh, we were hanging out there not too long ago. At Good Vibrations. Good Vibrations. When I was so doing one, the kissing workshop. Yeah, that was on, uh, was... Polk Street. Polk Street. I, and I I took a picture of the, it says antique um, vibrator right. um, museum on the door. I took a picture of that and it was very popular online. I am so glad to hear that because, yeah. you know, actually it won't be, Good Vibes already has our antique vibrator museum, which is in almost all of our stores, okay. several shelves of antique vibrators are on display. Um, but sometimes people want like more of a museum just right. than that, and so that is in the works right now. I love that. Sweet, got what a new is little an logo. Vibrator. I feel like I have some antique vibrators, but they're probably not really. Nah. Well, no, I, I want to like, say that those I'm of kidding. us who are over, you know. Some age, right? Some of our first vibrators, if they still are extant, yes. might be antiques by now. Certainly mine, right? Because in fact, my first vibrator was an antique because I stole it from my parents' hall closet, oh. and it was made at the latest in the early 1950s, possibly wow. earlier. Wow. And uh, because my dad was a barber in the early 1950s, and they used to go, right. would give you a little hair head massage, okay. the guys mm-hmm. with these uh, Swedish massagers that go on the back of your hand, strap wow. on there, and then make your whole hand vibrate. So that was my first How vibrator. How did you know just to do that? I read an article in, um, I believe it was Mademoiselle. Okay. I think that's the magazine it was in. In 1973, featuring Betty Dodson talking about vibrators, the earliest, I think the earliest right. one like that that there was. I stumbled upon it. I was like, I think that thing down in the hall closet might be a vibrant because you know as a kid right, I looked all over. Right, right. I was about what? I was maybe fourteen. Okay. When I grabbed it and they never asked for it back. No. Which thank is super God. sad. Well, right. thank God, but also super sad because that probably means that they had not um discovered its charm. Right, exactly. <laughs> if my orgasm machine went missing from the hall closet. Right. If I had any kids, I would interrogate the kids immediately. Exactly. Like after checking to see if the house had been broken into. Right, I exactly. would go interrogate the kids. Exactly. But no. But no. Well, well they didn't know. They never, they never, most people Evidently. don't think like that. Right. Evidently. Yeah. Some of the stuff that I saw looked medieval. 
Uh, not quite medieval times, but um, uh, <laughs> or like early, like it looks like you guys early twentieth century. Yeah, it looked like you were recovering it from the nineteen oh six earthquake. What kind of things <laughs> could, could have been? As a matter of fact, what yeah. are the antique vibrators? What do they look like? Okay, so well, uh, they if you can imagine what um, a drill would have looked like in um, nineteen oh five without a drill bit, okay, to, or, or a hair dryer would have looked like in nineteen oh five. Um, and then you put a little round ball on the end. Okay, that's kind of what the really old ones tend to look like. Yeah, they it definitely look like a You hold them in your hand. It has kind of a little protruding nose. There's usually a ball or a disc on the end. And um, vibrators were used in the late 19th century. Electric vibrators, and before that, hand crank ones. Okay, crazy, like like right, like your right. your great grandma's thing that she whipped cream with in the kitchen right. in the 1950s, like that. Um, were used on women who had been diagnosed with hysteria right. to treat their hysteria with hysterical paroxysms of relief, right? Also right. known as well, that was a good orgasm, right? Exactly, exactly. And it did them a lot of good, and it made a lot of doctors, I think, fairly wealthy, probably because you had to come back every week or so, right? Oh or else yeah, I come back every day, again. exactly. <laughs> and um, after a while, uh, vibrators began. Uh, they, they 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 were available in the home. You could get them right. through the uh, mail order catalogs of all kinds. It was never they were never talked about sex. They right. talked about health, right. uh, but the kind of health that you could get from them in many cases involved clitoral stimulation. So, the, so if that's sex, right, or if it's not, whatever that kind of health. And um, it wasn't until the 1920s or so when they started showing up in blue movies, right, that uh, the jig was up. And about a decade later, doctors kind of stopped using them in their offices. Oh, they were so and disappointed. In 1952, <laughs> they voted hysteria out of the medical they books. Did, they they said it is no longer a disease. And hysteria had been considered a disease since at least the time of Galen. Wow. The great Greek physician before the common era. Long so why time, do they rule years. it a hysteria for women? I've read about that so many times. I've heard about it. But why do they, they just said that it does stuff, they just need an orgasm. They just. Well, that would, that would imply that women, women had were sexual needs comparable to men. And right. that wasn't believed. Right. Okay. Uh, and nor was it supported in general. I mean, almost certainly some of these doctors knew that it was an orgasm. And it looks likely that some of these doctors did not know that it was an orgasm. Probably there's not. not there's then. not a ton of information about this, but you know, if 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 the the, the doctors were writing up their notes, they weren't writing gave her big old orgasm. Right, That's right, not right. exactly, say, exactly. Right? So it's not totally clear. Uh, at a certain, I mean, hysteria was a well established diagnosis. There was a point in the um, in the Enlightenment era when um, a major European doctor and thinker said. Uh, 75% of all cases of illness in the Western world are, are attributable to hysteria. I mean, they totally believed in it. Wow. And then all of a sudden, 1952, boom, it's gone. gone. There's no such thing anymore. Wow, that's crazy. Was there? I've been, yeah. Was there any, like, uh, brands? That were, brands of vibrators? That came out, like, you would think, oh, uh, you know, Mitsubishi had one, like, in 1930. But, like, you know, name brands that the we brand, The brand. Well, Hitachi, right? The, yeah. well, Hitachi, we, we began to, to get access to Hitachi magic wands, very, very similar to the Hitachi right. that we know now. Um, pretty much the exact so same thing. The same in the company? 60s, Hitachi, same people who make mm-hmm. rice cookers, earth movers, and your television. Yep. What? Yeah. The, 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 the Hitachi Corporation. Same. same one. Yes, absolutely. No way. The big Japanese corporation, Hitachi. Hitachi. Love them. Love and us. to answer your question, Menace, mm-hmm. Hamilton Beach. 
one of the first big companies uh, manufacturing electric goods that threw down with vibrators um, right around the turn of the 20th century. Many of the antique vibrators, if you go dig around on eBay and you look, you either look at vintage or antique uh, vibrator or massager or quack medical. That's where you find them. And uh, because if, of course, they did away with the disease, then anything Mm -hmm. that cured it or treated it would not be a legitimate medical item anymore. Um, You'll find bunches of Hamilton Beach. There were several other companies early in the 20th century too, but that's one that we all, you know, we've seen a kitchen appliance with that name on it, almost all of us. So when's the Good Vibrations uh, Museum going to be open? I don't know exactly, but it'll be within a couple of months. It'll be this spring sometime, and it's very exciting. You know, we just opened a store in Oaklandia. That was a crazy party. I wish that was there. That was so Great. That was dense. And we had Candy Burris from Real right. Housewives of Atlanta. Candy Burris. Or Hotlanta, as some people like yeah. to call it. Yeah. And uh, people came out to see her. Oh, my God. Yeah. I drove up and I was like, there. I, I could line. not believe lying around, around the, the corner. Crazy. Thank God I'm pressed. I would not have gotten in. I was <laughs> like, seriously, I could not believe it. I was so happy. Candy was on our show the day before. She was great. I heard she was and wonderful. She, um, and I got one of her. I got one of her vibrators. One of her. They gave me at the store the the lipstick, which it's is perfect because those vibrators um, are connected up with your source of music. You exactly. can plug them into your MP3 it's like player, the, oh my your bot iPhone, is or your, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my bot are the people who are actually making it. And then Candy designed a bunch new of new of new styles of vibrator yeah. to go with that interface, which nobody gonna, else does. I think it's going to do really well. I'm very excited about that. That was a fun party. You love the one that looks like a compact, right? Yeah, that was a cool one. Yeah. It looks like, a, like you're powdering your face. Yeah. Because it also, you can put it over your hand. It has that mm-hmm. the hand strap in a different way. I kind of liked it. I thought that was cool. Kind of like my original vibrator back in... Because I was going to say When but you were describing your original vibrator, I was thinking of Candy's... Um, Hand puff. The style is called Swedish massager when it straps on the hand. Oh, although candy is not Swedish. No, 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 no. We know that, but still. Okay, should we move on to a little bit of sex in the news? Just got a little bit today. Yeah, go for it. I didn't know if there was anything menace. One of these you actually sent to me. San Francisco called best city to find a date. Awesome. I read the title and I sent it to you right away. I know. Never fear. San Francisco was deemed the best dating city in the country by dating site HowAboutWe.com. The site pairs singles by finding good matches between their proposed first date ideas rather than their personal profiles. Mm. San Francisco ranked first mainly because singles who proposed d- dates in the city saw a 20% higher response rate than any other U.S. city. Because uh, people are not dating. They're just hooking up on now, that. I don't know. How about we? They're proposing people who propose their dates in the city. saw. I don't know. You think maybe, maybe they're hooking up, but it's still a date to date. Who are you to say? Okay, I guess so. I mean, I think it, when I think of a date, I don't think of just like hooking up. I think of like, you know. Like going out to dinner. And yeah, going out that. to dinner. That's yeah. a date. I don't I, know. It doesn't say I, that. It does not I say that. You're I extrapolating. Think how about we just like grinder where they go, okay, you want to hook up? We'll hook up. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's good news for people who complain that every city they live, everywhere that people go, they complain that it's the worst city they date. New York, Chicago, San Francisco, LA. So. We well, find out that we actually are a good city. This should be uplifting. This, this should be good news. We should raise the flags. This also implies that if you have a creative idea for a day, you could actually set yourself out from the crowd a little bit. Right. And, you know, creative ideas 
they're not a dime a dozen. So no, they're good. not. So good well, for that. Have you heard any good creative date ideas lately? Well, there are so many things to do. I mean, if you feel like hooking up with someone, you can go to interesting places to do that. Right. So that would be a variant. Mm-hmm. You could you could you could mash this idea up. Right. right. And you know, and a lot of that would be sort of exhibitionism tinged as well. Of course. Right. Let's go do it on the Golden Gate Bridge. or right. I, I'm sure that stops traffic. I suppose I shouldn't recommend that. <laughs> right, don't recommend that. And when something. I talk about exhibitionism, I always want to remind people to do it consensually, namely not in front of people who would be freaked out. Right. Because those are the people who write to the FCC yeah. and want to get MIA, et cetera, in trouble yep. when they do or, you know. Know, Whether Janet Jackson uh, wanted to have the nipple malfunction or not, she did. the nipple ring malfunction, <laughs> right. uh, clearly it brought those people out of the woodwork. And if they were not bothered all the time, right. perhaps they would stay in the woodwork and enjoy themselves doing whatever they like to do exactly. and let those of us who want to go fool around in the Gold Gate Bridge do it. But exactly. those people need to have sex, the ones that are so uptight like exactly. that. Or they probably – they do. They always come out as they're the ones that are like – like super crazy sex addicts, the ones that are so anti-sex. Exactly. The, yeah. Because they're worried about being triggered. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, maybe. Well, that's an interesting theory. Yes. Perhaps, mm-hmm. perhaps. It's true. You know, I had a theory called uh, calling people absexuals, A-B-sexual, okay. who, who didn't want anything to do with this terrible pornography and homosexuality and everything else, but who can't stop talking about right. it. Can't stop. Because they're yeah. the ones who are probably repressing. They're probably the ones who are watching, right? Argument yeah. to be made for that, although testing this is really, really hard. What is testing mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you can't just do a double-blind study of right, stuff, exactly. stuff like There's that. Right, exactly. There's control factors. But you understand that, that, that it usually is like the Republican who is, is, is going, you know, ever – you know, knocking down anti, you know, or gay legislation is usually the one who's, you know, was in the bathroom with the, with the guy, with the the guy, guy. getting his whatever. Okay, so MIA flips finger during halftime show. Uh, I didn't see it. I wasn't really paying attention. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it right when it happened. She went like that, like for how yeah. long? Like Neh. really quick, and then they try to blur it out. Big deal. But, oh yeah, Madonna. She kind of slipped, but I still. I mean, she wasn't the best dancer on there, but there was still um, some things that she did was kind of, kind of risky. She uh, like moves to do like she did Flipped like this, over. yeah, cartwheels and stuff like that. I get. She always did risky stuff like that. Right. Like, yeah. Um, I remember during the MTV um, um, movie where she was. I don't know what you call it, but kind of like um, a geisha, but she looked right. like a. An English geisha, right. or whatever the way that she was, right. she was dressed up. But she did some, uh, she did a trick on there that I would, I will never forget. She had one of those fans, right, and she flipped the fan in midair uh, and caught it again. Wow, I go, that's that's pretty risky. It, the, the flip a fan like that and then right. be able to catch she, it right away. That is good. On she was national being flipped television. all around, yeah. and she was like on the bleachers and six inch heels. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, it was fun to watch. Yeah, it was pretty. She cool. seemed a little tame though. She was kind of moving. Yeah, not, that's what I'm saying. That she wasn't really. She wasn't really like. She doesn't really have thing. her dance moves anymore. I know. I, that's what I think. No, she has them. I think she's just chilling. She's like fifty something. Good for her. Yeah, Whatever. She, she looked amazing. But how much sex was going on during the fo- football um, extravaganzas? I don't think very much. Why? But I think there was maybe a lot of hooking up afterwards. Why do you think? Because everyone's drunk. I oh yeah. I was before the game even started. I was walking around the city, and you would think it was Las Vegas. Like everybody had beers in hand. Everyone was oh, you know. Holding six bags, just walking around, and um, I saw like some beautiful women right outside the bar, and they're just like 
chopping it up, already super wasted, talking right. to guys and stuff like that. Nightmare. I'm like, oh, all these people are going to be hooking up after. Yeah, probably. The There's probably a lot of hooking up. I, ever, yeah. however, did not. But I understand that people do. And <laughs> the thought of being at a bar, though, with people watching a game and yelling, it smells like beer, makes me hate that. Yeah. So I, not my scene. I do want to remind everyone, although, you know, Awesome Super Bowl is obviously a holiday mm-hmm. right. for many people and gets people very excited. And, and 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 excitability of any kind can lead to people wanting to hook up or, yeah. right. or, or, or you know, have sex with their partners or whatever. Right. But I just want to remind everybody you don't have to get drunk to have sex. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to remind people because there are people who that. forget that. Menace forgets that sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes being in an alcohol-soaked environment is conducive, but then you don't necessarily have the best sex, nor do you have the best uh, recollection of the sex you had, which if it wasn't that good maybe is a blessing. But on the other hand, don't you want to keep track of yourself when you're doing these things, I would think. I don't know. Yeah. Just a sexologist talking here. I'm working on it with menace. (laughs) I was building a table while while the uh, Super Bowl was going on. Okay, so like you were not a, a table set. No, oh, okay. I was just like screwing everything together. Oh, yeah. Screwing things. I was you were screwing still screwing things. things. Yeah, I made two. It wasn't Ikea. It was Target. And uh, good, had, good. had some uh, some chairs and everything. I got blisters on my hand. I was working so hard. Oh, that's but hot. That's, that was my super, that my super Bowl um, uh, time okay. while everyone else was partying. Sounds I was good. A table. I was at a party where I was only going to stop by for five minutes. I stayed for an hour and a half, but I ended up working on my laptop the whole time, so I kind of missed the so game. So everyone thought you were a downer because kind of, was well, they know me. It was like my best friends. Like there was a really fun party. I'm like, hi guys, love you, mean it. Got to go to the table and got to. I had to get this thing done. But okay, let's move into some emails. All right. Okay. Uh, Dear Emily, I stumbled upon your podcast last night, downloaded a bunch, and literally spent the last nine hours today listening, laughing, and nodding my head in agreement. I'm fortunate enough to have a job where I sit at a microscope grading diamonds and can veg out with headphones on. My boyfriend of a few years tinkers on the verge of sex addiction, and I'm lucky enough that he's addicted to having it with just me. But sometimes it's overwhelming, and I feel a lot of pressure to have sex just to meet his needs and keep him happy. I enjoy sex, but don't need it nearly as often as he does, and it sometimes creates a lot of anxiety. We've talked it out many times. We're pretty good at the communication is a lubrication. But how do you come to a compromise when one person wants it once a day and the other person wants it once a week, if that? I feel like this issue of sex is the only roadblock we've consistently come to every few months, and I'm not sure what to do. I could just suck it up and get down and dirty more often, but I feel that I wouldn't be doing it for the right reasons. And in the end, I might resent him for getting it his way. Any suggestions? Love your show and can't wait for another full day of you on Monday. There's no name attached. Anonymous. Well, thank you for finding the show. Thank you so much for I finding how you found awesome. it, what you were typing in. Oh, yeah. We always want to know when you email us. We want to know. Yeah, exactly. How'd you find the show? But how you listen to us and how you found us. Just let us know. Um, so what do you think about this? You probably, I'm sure you talk a lot about like sex addiction and mismatched libidos. And what, do you, what would you say, Carol? Well, I, queen. I think um, in in my world that um, wanting to have sex once a day is not necessarily sex addiction. It's, right. it's being in the throes of um, heavy desire relatively early in a relationship. Right. I mean, it doesn't sound like this person has been with this person for 15 or 20 years. Right, exactly. it's, it's a little newer than that. And um, A few years they've been together. And I think that... Um, while people should not have sex when they don't want to have sex, I also think that encouraging partner to take things well in hand and maybe, you know, buying him a special toy for the purpose or something like that so that he knows he, that you, he's got your blessing and um, 
really trying to bring your desire when you can and not just do it for the wrong reasons, but also it sounds like she feels like he's getting his needs met and she's not feeling like she's getting her exactly, needs met. Exactly. I want to know what she would like to be doing differently that that boyfriend and she are not doing and I would like to see more of that in bed, and then I think she'd like going to bed quicker. This right, is exactly. one of the most common, common issues that sex therapists see in couples is, is desire it, discrepancy. It's desire so, discrepancy. so common. Exactly. Mismet, like, right, right. How do you – and it is all about talking. She says they're good at talking, but maybe they're just not having the right conversation about what she needs. Okay. Thank you. I agree. Um, okay. Kegel exercises. So funny story. I found out about the I found out about the Kegel on my own. I was having sex and I'm the farthest from unresponsive. I tense up a lot and my guy loved it. It took me a while to be able to control it, but with practice, I am now able to tighten around him whenever I feel like it. We've kind of made it a game. He'll fully penetrate me and at nine inches it's bliss. I'll tighten around him and he jerks inside me. We keep doing this until one of us can't control ourselves anymore. It's really spice of our sex life. I hope this helps. Savon King from Modesto. She's been retweeting us a lot for the contest. Um, yeah, we were probably talking about Kegels because of Kegel Camp. I have an app for the iPhone called Kegel Camp. It reminds you. Oh, we have an update. It's updating next week. We have an update. Everyone, there's been some issues with Kegel Camp. Um, not issues, just people wanted updates. They wanted more levels. They wanted more challenges. And we are re-releasing it next week on iTunes. You will get updates or you can just buy it. So it tells people when, when it's time to do their Kegels? Yes. It's actually so says, great. It says time mm-hmm. for Kegel Camp. And um, it's a really cool app. I'll show it to you. And then it's my voice walking you through, like, tense, relax. Oh, you have it tense. on your phone? Yeah, I finally got it. Really? I just got an iPhone. You yeah. know how long she had her app out and without it, an iPhone? It was wow. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Well, that is a fabulous camp, thing. See? Oh. How do you make it tough right away, Menace, when you do Branded that? Branded to you. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, it's fun. So anyway, kegels are important. Kegels are so important for men and women. And it's amazing how many men, because people are like, oh, that's for women. But mm-hmm. men can really, I mean, I, all the time, men can, we can, can yes. men can improve from doing kegels. Oh, is that me? So they, um. Relax. <laughs> that's how it sounds. <laughs> that's how it sounds. Okay, thanks, men. Appreciate it. <laughs> See? Relax. Okay. That is anyway. awesome. Yeah, you guys start I'm... telling people. I'm so glad that you're telling people to relax, not just to squeeze right. down. Because if all you do is just tense, 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 tense a muscle, right. it is that's you don't get the full function of the muscle. But I'm not BSing people. I mean, how much can Kegel exercises help men, for example? They can make a difference in how firm the erection a man gets might be. Uh, they can probably make uh, some difference, if not a lot of difference, in how long a guy can last, yes. how much control he has. Yes. And uh, one of the things about Kegels that is a little bit – I mean, we, we talk about that kind of stuff. It's its the degree of strength of squeeze of those muscles when you have an orgasm. That's the Kegel muscles that you're feeling pulsing during orgasm. So if you have wussy little orgasms, right. it's almost certainly – like if you don't have any orgasms at all – there may be more going on than just kegels, right, right. but if you're having wussy little orgasms, <laughs> kegels are one of the main things that you could do to improve them. That and go longer in your stimulation before you actually right, come. Right, exactly. Extend the time that you exactly. actually stimulate. They're amazing. I'm going to start doing my own kegel camp now let's that I have the Let's do them now. Let's do now. One. All right, listeners. <laughs> let's do them. Let's do them. Tense. Relax. Okay, um, we'll move on. Uh, Emily, can't tell you how much I love your show. In fact, I think I'm totally addicted. 
I listen through iTunes podcast in my car on the way to work each day. Far more informative and entertaining than the crap on the radio we get down under. Just had to write as I listened to the January 31st bittersweet show that was all over the place at the start, which was fantastic (laughs) and totally entertaining. And then one of the most moving moments I've ever experienced as you read the message from a listener that had sex with his wife for the last time. It was truly moving. In fact, I had tears rolling down my face whilst driving, and I really felt for you a menace having to do it live. The show was cut short, which I think was appropriate and honorable. Uh, I thank you for your commitment, your dedication, and most of all, your connection with your listeners. You are truly magnificent. That's so sweet. Um, all the best, Andrew from Queensland, Australia. He's a free. Uh, he's a freemium. He's a friends. Freemium. He's a friends with benefits member. We so appreciate that. That's awesome. P.S. Menace rocks. Thank you. And always keeps it real. You guys make an amazing team. Keep up the outstanding work. So we had this email, Carol, last week, and it was very touching. And I hadn't read it the full email beforehand. I'm going to admit it. I was just reading it, and this guy said that he was listening to my show. His wife had cancer, and he had been listening to my show about the time. It was from years ago about the top turn-ons for men and women. And I was said something about like strip to a strip tease, I think was one of them. And he said, well, it was for men who wanted the strip tease, but I did it for her. And he did a strip tease for her. And it was the last time they had sex and it was really good sex. And then, and then she died. And so we were reading it and we were like, oh, oh, we didn't know. It's sad. I know. It was bittersweet. I know. But, so... But okay. uh, yeah. thanks. Oh, and then can I say something real quick? On yeah. Friday, um, once in a while I do these things um, on Twitter and I say, hey, for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to reply to every single message that I get. Okay. And uh, last Friday, I had a ton of sex with listeners hit me up. Really? So, what they yeah. say? What they ask you? They're just asking me uh, about you and about the show and stuff like that. So it was it was really cool. So anytime um, I do that, feel free to send What'd me a message. What they ask you? Give me an example. That was on Friday. Gosh, you think I can remember it? It's I don't like, know. Oh, how come the same question? How come you and I don't date? Oh, how's Emily in real life? She, see, it's all about what they said about her, not about. Well, honey, it's my ego. It helps. Yes. Okay. You love it. I but love anyways, it. yeah, you should do that too. Just, uh, you know. Just, just That's pick, a good thing to do. Just if you're sitting at the computer, just say, hey, I'm going to reply back to every single message for the next 30 minutes. And, and how many do you get? Tons? Like, yeah, really? That's amazing. Just, okay. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. It. I like it. It's, but it's even like though you can't. It's Q&A. Yeah. Okay. Um, Carol, I, this keeps coming up. Anal sex question. I just thought you'd it's, be the right person. Anal sex is so hot right now. In, <laughs> in, really. In the media and stuff like that. It is. Why? It's what? in. It's in. It's so in. Like my friend just said anal's a new blowjob. And I was like, well, I mean, they're I don't both know about around. All that, but no, it, but it's in the sense of it's like and it's been a few years out. People yeah. talking about it, people questioning, people wanting to know. Like, I was the friend in Michigan, and you know, people in Michigan are a little more conservative. And he was like, well, what's this? He's just newly divorced after married for fifteen years, and he's like, I have one question for you. Why do all the girls want anal sex? He's like, I don't get it. So all the women. So, um, so what are your suggestions? Like, first of all, what do you think that is? Do you think it's pornography? Do you think it's? I mean, it's, not, it's been around, obviously. It certainly has been around. <laughs> I, I think uh, probably like for millennia. Exactly. And of course, um, almost everyone has an anus, and right? anus is richly <laughs> surrounded and and uh, with with nerve endings. So there are many reasons why people like anal sex, and and one of them actually is because for some people it's an alternative method method of birth control. Right. Uh, Want to say while I'm saying that that it's not necessarily a safer sex form of birth right, control, right. depending on what kind of cooties one person might have and give to the other. That, that's a, always a possibility. Not, but, to cut, not to cut you off, but that's so sure. funny that you say that because I never believe this, but there's such a, there's 
a huge rumor that in Brazil, like Brazilian women, they will like let you have anal sex with them, but you, you can't do regular uh, sex because regular it's not, sex right. because I've you heard know, that they, they won't do it before I've marriage heard it and other stuff places. like that. I've heard about that in other places too, and yeah. that that is almost certainly. Um, you know, it may, probably not ubiquitous in mm-hmm. in some cultures, but it's right. you you see it, and you see it in the U.S. too. In in well, in the U.S., I hear I hear it's reverse. They call it the marriage hole. The way the way they save it for marriage is that one of those <laughs> you know put a ring on it and then you'll put yeah. a thing in it. Put yeah, funny. That's funny. This is what I hear on the streets. That's well, all. and I also Men's think that the streets, yeah. there's there's a there's a good deal of just sort of social buzz that happens around sexuality. Always did. I think it's partly porn, but right. I don't think that's only porn. I think that that individual people sort of watching porn solo or maybe in their couples don't all like sort of light on fire with something all at the same time because there's been a lot of anal sex and porn for yeah, at least for year. 20 years. Exactly. So it's not like somebody just started to put lots of a- uh, anal sex and porn. It's been there. Okay, so what were your, what are your suggestions for trying it out for the first time? Let's say a man and a woman. We'll start with that. Well, I think that um, th- this is actually what I'm about to say is going to be relevant for any gender combination or even okay. somebody deciding that they exactly. want to party by themselves and at home. Boyfriend. Carol, we, I want to get into that too because yeah. Carol's infamous yeah. for a bend over boyfriend. Yes. yes. But let me start. But <laughs> let me start by saying that uh, there are three main things to think about when um, you're thinking about starting to do anal sex or even, you know, you've done it before, but you're going to do it again. Right. <laughs> um, and one of them is um, that the person who is being inserted into anally has got to be relaxed. The right. anus does tighten up. Many people have heard that anal sex always hurts. And in fact, a lot of porn, like written porn and stuff, and some porn that, that you would see in video-wise, tries to just sort of take that and turn it into an erotic plot. Right. Point and and make it be hot in an SM kind of way. That's right. that's not what I would recommend. Ever. Right. Okay. If you want right. to have pain that's hot in an SM kind of way, great. But learn how to do it without pain first, because pain with anal sex is a signal that there is some damage happening. If something's going wrong, right? It's not supposed to hurt badly at all. Okay. So, uh, one of the ways that you can guarantee that it will be uh, that will it will hurt less is by using enough lubricant. Lube, and lots of lube. lube is not spit. I I've met some right. people who for, just just get some lube. Spice. Get some lube. lube. Right. And don't get one of those little tiny packages of lube. Get a right. darn bottle of lube. Right. With like a pump on it or something. And I love the pump lubes. The pump yeah. lubes are great. I got and a gasoline truck. Uh, nice. Up to my house later. You know, they should actually make a lube dispenser that looks like a little gasoline <laughs> truck. That would be so butch. That yeah. would be so cute. <laughs> Some inventor go with that. I think that would be adorable. Um, then communicate with your partner. Don't just do the silent sex thing. So many people have sex in complete silence, you know, in the, the, the most communication they get is little grunts or moans or, you know, people trying to stop you from going so fast by moving their body in such a way that it's harder to do it. it, it that's that's right. communication, but it's not adequate right. for this. To do it right, to do it with pleasure for both parties, talk about it, let the person who is being inserted into say when to, to go right. faster, when to stop. And the other thing to think about is that you're not sticking a body part or toy or whatever into right. another person's butt. You, they're putting their butt onto the body part finger or toy right. or whatever it is. Right. They're right. relaxing. Right. you got to relax. You bear down a little bit, and then it just sort of fits together in a way that if you try to poke in 
there is a uh, reflex that just goes and right, just right. tightens down. It's so mm-hmm. how do you relax? Breathe. You breathe. Deep breaths. Um, if you are freaked out about cleanliness, you take a bath and or you take a rinse before you do it so right. that you don't have to be all paranoid about is it dirty, is it dirty? Right. Because some people care about that very much and can't relax. Um, you uh, do this bearing down thing because while you're breathing out and bearing down, you can't be tense. So that is, breath is a very important part of right, this. I would say. And um, again, if you're too cold, if you're in the backseat of the car and a cop's walking up towards you, I mean, <laughs> if anything that makes you tense and nervous, try, not the to, best time. try to make that not be what you do, especially the first time, but really the hundredth time too. Okay. It makes such a difference. And, and people who love anal sex really love it. But if you start it out wrong... You know, maybe it's the marriage hole, but you're right. not going to get a lot of play with it <laughs> exactly. if you are if you are too eager, too busy, and you don't think about how you're approaching the person. Okay, that sounds good, right, Manus? Yeah, it does. You ready to do it? Well, not All with the me. Time. No. What about okay? So Carol created it was it's a DVD, right? Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. called Bend Over Boyfriend. It's infamous. It's so it's it's um it was the probably the first video that was ever created about. I think so. Or one of them are the most popular. Certainly most the well most well done. Certainly the certainly mm-hmm. the first sex ed video. Right, for sex ed videos. Um about penetrating a man anally. Right. Which isn't as, you know, common in, in heterosexual it's couples. Popular, that. Though, right? Well yeah. Did I mean, you make it popular? Um she I did. think partly the vi- the fact that the video was was around um helped inspire lots of people to try lots it. Lots of people. But it you know, if people weren't interested in doing that at all, at all, they would not have gotten the video unless they were in frats and wanted to, you know, show it to the new exactly. recruits and laugh and scare them. I mean, it, it, that's it, – there was interest already. We knew because um, – you said that, that I made it, but I didn't produce it. Okay. Um, the people who produced it were Jackie Strano and Shar Rednauer. Okay. And we all worked at Good Vibrations together oh, in the mid-'90s. Wow. This is the backstory of okay. it. And over and over again, male-female couples would come up and look at the harnesses and dildos and ask for help and say, oh. is there any, is there a book about this or is there a video about this? And there was no book or video. Oh. So the people at, at the store maybe didn't start their jobs thinking lots of the guys in America wanted to get done up the bum, but it turned out that plenty of guys already had had that idea. Right. And uh, it just so happened that my partner and I already had that experience. Right. And my partner is one of the biggest um, anal sex lecturer, teacher, expert. Is he really? Partisan guys in the universe and has been doing this kind of teaching for decades now. And so Shar and Jackie and Robert and I talked about whether or not we could put together this movie, and we did. And the the lesbian porn company Fatal was the the company that actually okay. brought it out. Wow. Oh, that's so so funny. it's 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 boy butts through a lesbian company, which seems perfect somehow. Yeah, yeah. somehow it works. Funny, great way. And uh, we found a couple of other couples who wanted to uh, check it out, do it too. Uh, actually, we put one of the two couples together that wanted okay, to try, and then the other one was a was a real life couple. And um, Bend Over Boyfriend has was for for years the best selling sex video at Good Vibrations. Wow, that's just, amazing! There it's was really more good. going on out there it. than we knew. How did you get your partner like so? So if a guy's not interested in, in it, let's say, but you think like it could. Like a lot of men, let's say straight men, are not interested in it. Like they think, no, it's horrible. It's horrible. But how? What would you say the benefits are? Well, the benefits are one pleasure. Right. Um, the prostate is be the prostate is best addressed and accessed uh, through anal penetration, and the prostate is a pleasure part of the body. 
and it's comparable to the G-spot. It's homologous, as we right. sexologists like to say. Homologous, I love it. It's a homologue. And, <laughs> but that does not mean it's homo, which is another reason I think that some guys yes, are worried. I mean, I, I think, think that there's this... But I think they're missing out. There's this association with sexual orientation that the behavior... People think that gay men have anal sex, therefore any anal sex on a man is gay. And of course, gay is about the gender of the partner that you do what you do with. And if the partner, uh, gender of the partner is male and you're man, then that you could call, probably call gay or bi, right. certainly. And if the gender of the partner is female, then that is called heterosexuality. Frisky heterosexuality, mm-hmm. perhaps, but it's straight to do right. if the person doing it with you or to you is female. So there you have it. That's right. what it, that's, exactly. that's the deal. Plus this thing about, oh, it's going to hurt, it's going to hurt. If you do it right, no, it doesn't. It's not going to hurt, right. Lots of lube. And it's male prostate. Like, like you might be missing out on this whole experience, man. It's this whole unbelievable earth-shattering experience that you've never had. Yeah, but I, I don't think it should be forced on anybody. If oh, no. I'm not into forcing it, right? it no, no, no. Yeah, but I'm not into it. <laughs> no. But you keep on trying to sell it to me like uh, you're selling me a used know. car like your ex-boyfriend. No, you know, you can't really. You can't really force. You can't really. <laughs> you can't successfully force any kind of anal penetration on another person. Yeah. You can't do there it in is... such a way that uh, the person will voluntarily want to come back and do it again. Right. And mm-hmm. you know any other any other kind is somewhere on the abuse rape continuum. The best you can say for it is a couple of people who didn't know enough to, how to do it right did it wrong the first time, and it probably wasn't as good as it could have been. Right. That's the very best you can say for a situation like that. And the, 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 the good thing is there is so much pleasure available and there is so many resources to help people do it. So many, right. That if somebody doesn't want to do it, then they don't want to do it. And right. then you go, well, oh, well, okay. Right. But, but I think I, if for, for women who do want to talk guys into it, uh, there are a couple of things that, that they could say. Do you want to try this kind of pleasure that you've never tried before is one. Um, don't you want to know what it feels like for me? Right. And I, want, I want to be able to share the experience of what it's like. And, and many couples find that that's super intimate, super hot. Right. And, of course, probably some guys don't want to know how it feels. Right. right? I mean, exactly. It's, it's, it's a it's great thing to know how to feel how it feels. But Yeah, some guys are like, no, thanks. You could take that. I'm not going to go there. Dr. Jack Morin, who is a local uh, therapist who wrote the the book on anal sex, anal pleasure and health. Okay. Very first uh, research resource like this that ever was, uh, wrote in the very early 80s, um, did some research and found that pretty much anybody can have good, pleasurable anal sex if they personally want to. Right. If they are doing it to please someone else or they don't want to, the psychology that gets you to be able to relax just doesn't come into play because right, then right. they'll be tense, nervous, worried, tense down, pain. Exactly. You know, and that will that will be a vicious circle. Okay. Um, to, not to get off the anal sex subject real quick, <laughs> but you were uh, you were talking about good vibrations in the early nineties, and uh, it is it just struck me. Did you? I, or you might not even heard of this person, but um, the artist Crayshon. Her mother worked for Good Vibrations in the '90s. Really? So she's a she's a popular musician. I did not know that. Yeah. Do you know what her mom's uh, name was? No, oh, I'm sure if I went I online, could, right yeah, now, I, I could, could try to figure that out. I That's could, awesome. Yeah, and it's funny because she's been doing um, she's been doing a, she does a lot of interviews mm-hmm. and people bring this up. That's so and cool. She oh, that's talks so funny. About, I had never that. heard that. She was a kid in the warehouse doing homework and stuff like that. Her mom worked at Good Vibrations. I probably walked past this kid at some point. Exactly. Yeah, that's so, so yeah, funny. she's a very 
popular music. I love so I'll look vibes. about it when we go on to the awesome. subject, and I'll, I'll try to pull up her mom's. Name. Okay. So well, cool. I just I have another question. Well, we're gonna wrap up in a few, but I this is a question. I had some questions on Facebook. I asked some people like, what would you want to talk to Carol Queen? And this is a co- question that comes up a lot. So. Um, I think it's a good one. If you are used to vanilla sex but want to try something new, how do you move outside your comfort zone with your partner or without your partner in general? Well, I think that one of the things you do is you is you research a little bit the kinds of things that you might want to try. Right. You don't just, you know, stick a stick an ad, a personal ad somewhere and say, hey, I've never done kinky stuff. Right. Come on, do kinky stuff to me because you you don't know what who and what you exactly. get when you do that. Um, so you read some erotica, you do, you check out the how to books and the videos that suggest different kinds of ways to play, and just you know do the do the response test of when you're watching or reading this stuff. Go, what really turns you on exactly. the most? What what turns you on? What do you remember? What, what what's like getting your blood boiling? If right. you got a partner already, share that material with them. Go, oh my god, watch this! I responded. I thought this was so sexy when I right. watched this. And then you've either got an enthusiastic partner who goes, oh, wow, that's hot too. Let's figure out how to do it. Or you've got somebody who doesn't necessarily, but at least you've got some communication rolling. And sometimes people who want to try new things um, set up a, a sort of a little tit-for-tat thing with their partners and go, well, what, what would you want to try? What, would, what do I want to try? Let's try both of those things. Yeah, exactly. It's like just talking about it and having that dialogue. It's like sitting down and being, okay, what's your fantasy? What have you thought about your very Help first writer, in fact, the one who doesn't want to have sex as often. I mean, that's one thing that she could try with her partner. Right, exactly. It's like, hey, what if we have sex the way we usually do it half the time? And we have this other kind of sex that exactly. I've been thinking about the other half of the time. And it does help to bring in other materials or whatever, it is, you know, if it's porn, erotica, whatever it is to figure out if, if you don't know. She might be like, well, I don't really know, but I just know that I'm not getting what I want, which I think of how a lot of people feel. Like, yeah. They're like, I know there's more to this or I could be getting more, but I'm not sure. It's like, just explore and see what. See what hits you. If you're in a place where there are classes, take classes. Right. You know, Good Vibes has classes. The Center for Sex and Culture that I direct has classes. Center for Sex and Culture. Oh, that's another um, thing. Carol, Carol direct, spearheaded, started, founder of the Center for Sex and Culture. And uh, there, if, if they live in a city, there is some kind of kinky group or a lot of times the, the kinky people have events called munches. If you look up munch, oh, munches, like Didn't like lunch it. or brunch with an M on the front, that's the that's sort oh, of the munches. meetup. And it, it usually happens it at a is. cafe or something. So it's a, you're safe, you're in public. There's a you know the side room of the cafe. All of a sudden, all the kinky people go in there and just meet each other and you know order a little order a little coffee. Every town you can find the munches, the munchers, and just. <laughs> Look around to see if there are people around who are into some things that you're not into, and maybe there's maybe there's a whole infrastructure of parties and classes and people to meet. And right. It, Once you meet one or a few people, you just get into it. It'll happen. And you if you live right in, in and if you live in a in a smaller town that doesn't have that kind of stuff, think about where you're going to travel right. next time you go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. San Do Francisco. Come to San Francisco. Man, did you one more uh, question? No, no, no. Okay. Can... I think we're done. Yeah. Carol Queen. So nice having you on the show. How, what's what's the best website for you? Well, people you can ask me questions. Okay, if they, I know people want to ask you questions, no, of course. But if Carol anybody questions. does want to, <laughs> does want to, you know, get get a Q and A kind yeah. of a thing with me, um, I do it on the Good Vibes website, goodvibes.com. Okay, um, you. Take the left-hand toolbar. You scroll all the way down till you get to Ask Our Docs. Okay. And uh, Charlie Glickman and I are PhDs who spend some of our time answering questions. Right. And um, if people want to come to events 
at Good Vibes. Those are on the top toolbar all the way to the right uh, under Sex 101, and you can find out where the stores are and what, what's going okay. on. Charlie and I teach at the stores all the time. And then I, I'm often at the Center for Sex and Culture, and then I bounce around, and next week I'm going to Boston University, Yale, and Harvard. And, and you came here for to some su- Smart students yeah. about oh my God. sex. Well, you said you're warming up with not I so smart t- students. Oh, you all, <laughs> I, you all are no, super smart, awesome. and I really love hearing from your your uh, listeners. It's oh, wonderful. Good. I'm so glad. Thank you for helping, and thank you for being here, Carol. You bet. You so know, there great. was a they time when there was not that much out there for people who had had questions and were right. curious and wanted to hear some good, some good wholesome sex talk. Good and wholesome thanks sex. Thanks for what helping we try to do every day. Happen. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you, Menace. Thank you. It's great to see you today. <laughs> you too. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Sex with Emily. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com.